Welcome back to the program. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today in Jesus' holy name. I thank you, Father, for the gift of our lives. I thank you for the gift of our faith. Lord, I ask that you would give us a, a desire and give us guidance so that we can speak well of your Son, that we can witness and we can share about Jesus as our living Lord, as our Savior, and that we would find the courage and the skill to be able to speak well of you, Father, to speak well of you, O Blessed Trinity, in our families. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, if you tuned in yesterday, uh, you saw that I got all fired up. I got all fired up about this idea, this idea, this truth that Jesus Christ makes us members of his church, his body, and as living members of his body, filled with his Holy Spirit, he intends to continue to operate in this world through our lives. That's a powerful truth. It's an amazing truth, and I connected it to Lent, because Lent becomes, in part, about being cleansed and formed so that Jesus can shine through us more fully into our world, not just the world, but our relationships, our families, in, in the middle of our friends. If you missed that program, please go to mycatholicfaith.org. You can there access the podcast or go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can look up the Dr. Tom Curran podcast, the Dr. Tom Curran podcast. You do that. You can also uh, what's a, subscribe to it. You can leave a review, give a five-star rating. By doing that, you're going to help grow that program. You'll actually be accomplishing a mission, which is helping get the message that I bring here out to a wider audience, and that would be a great blessing to me and I hope to many others. So I do encourage you to get that program, and that's the kind of program to share as well because it, it, I felt really stirred in giving it. I hope that you felt stirred in, in receiving and hearing it, and this is part of the, the desire that I have to spend my life on the things of God. So coming to today, I was thinking about, Lord, what should I talk about? Lord, what should I talk about? How do I follow up from that program? And what came to me was talk about how to talk about me. Talk about how to talk about me. Jesus, not me, Tom. But how, how do I talk to my kids about Jesus? I got nine kids. Youngest is 10. The oldest is 23. Talking about Jesus with my kids is something that Carrie, my wife, and I, well, we discuss it. I'm not going to say we talk about it. <laughs> we discuss it. We ask ourselves, are, are we doing it enough? Are we doing it sufficiently? How, how do we do it well? What does that look like? How, how, do, we, how do we introduce that theme how do we share about Jesus in our families? So this is, this is going to be more of a, a practical program. Now, believe it or not, I'm going to bring a ton of theology into this, theology connected to faith, hope, and love, theology connected to three moments in our lives as disciples, because 
that for me becomes a a means of discerning when and what to say about Jesus to our kids. So let's just start at the beginning. If you've been blessed with children, if you've been blessed with a call to be married and, and then God blessed your life with children, then you have a responsibility. There's a stewardship that is yours with regards to your children's lives. And uh, if you follow the, the teaching of the church and the sacrament of holy matrimony and the teaching of the church regarding what it means to be a parent, you hear me discuss quite a bit the three pillars, the three aspects or, or ways of really describing the call that is ours, which is to lead and provide and protect our children. We're called to lead them, we're called to provide for them, and we're called to protect them. Okay. Well, if we're going to provide for them in the most profound way, that's the spiritual dimension. It's not the only dimension, but in the spiritual dimension, providing for our kids spiritually is what? Centered on our Catholic faith. And at the center of our Catholic faith is the person of Jesus Christ. It is he who reveals God the Father, reveals the Blessed Trinity. It is he who establishes the church. It is he who establishes these seven sacraments, these means by which the very life of God, the very divinity of uh, the divine life is poured into our lives and we're transformed into children of God. It is he who brings us the truth that will set people free, right? All of this. But Jesus is not simply someone who lived 2,000 years ago, died, rose again, ascended into heaven, and now we remember him and we read about him in the Bible. We remember him as we uh, undertake spiritual rituals and we attend a church that provides us with a sense of institutional connection. No, 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 no. I mean, really, if that's all that was, if that's all that was asked of us as parents to help our kids get closer to God, well, then sign me up because that's, that's just a bunch of disciplined external <laughs> enforcement. You're going to learn this stuff about Jesus. I'm going to take you to these places where we're going to remember Jesus. And here's the moral code established by Jesus. Ta-da! That is not, you know, th those are essentially what? The, the beliefs and the morals and the ritual practices. Are those things important? Yes, they are. Please don't email me and tell me that I don't understand the nature of the Catholic Church. But I am saying to you that your responsibility as a parent, my responsibility as a, as a parent, is to introduce our kids. Well, And, and again, it, it can be your spouse, it can be your siblings, it can be your parents, it can be your friends, but I'm just focusing on kids because I think that's where... Let's start with the relationships that are closest to us. So says St. Thomas Aquinas. The first, uh, the first objects of love, <laughs> the first ones who are, who are the uh, appropriate recipients of your loving kindness are your children, are your family members. So says St. Thomas Aquinas. And then it expands out from there. So your first neighbor is, are those that are right around you and those entrusted to your care. So let's, let's get it right with, with our kids. Because those are the ones that we can influence the most deeply. All right. But this is where we immediately bump up against, I think, a lot of challenges. Uh, I think a lot of parents do, and maybe it's a lot of dads in particular, but let's, let's, not, let's not focus on that. Let's just stop and say, well, what's it going to take for me to be able to talk 
with confidence about Jesus Christ, not as a historical figure, not as the founder of the Catholic faith, not as a great teacher whose teachings we can uh, learn about, but as a living Lord, as a Savior, as a uh, as the Good Shepherd, and, and all of these other titles. How do we talk about him? And you can see how we'll feel comfortable and confident talking about Jesus if we ourselves are nurturing the relationship with Jesus. So the first encouragement is going to be this, your desire and willingness and capacity to share about Jesus Christ is going to be traced back to the nurturing and the nourishing, the strengthening and the quality and depth of your own intimate, personal, profound, life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ yourself. So please, let's start there. If we are hesitant, reluctant, if we feel a bit overwhelmed with the idea of talking about Jesus, it might be in part because that relationship that we have with Jesus is, isn't as alive as it ought to be, as it, certainly not as it could be, because we can all go deeper. So my first thing is to say, before you spend time hand-wringing over what am I going to say to my kids about Jesus, let's focus first on what am I saying to Jesus about my kids. Hey, I like that. <laughs> if you want to grow in your confidence and your boldness and in, in your sense of desire to talk to your kids about Jesus, you'll get that if you focus first on talking to Jesus about your kids. Oh, and about you as well, and about your spouse, and about your life, and in the circumstances in your life. So talk to, talk to the Lord in prayer, reading the scriptures, in adoration, in quiet prayer, in, in, in whatever ways that are most comfortable. But if you are feeling like that sense of a personal relationship, and it, I, I'm using that phrase a lot, personal relationship, here's how I want to describe it. You know that you're known. You know you have this deep-rooted certainty in the core of your being. Jesus Christ knows me. He knows me personally. He knows my name. He knows where I am. He knows what I'm doing. And it's not a general knowledge. It's a personal knowledge. He's turned towards me. He is facing me. He is gazing upon me in love. He is moving towards my life. He is with me in my life. He is he's alive. And he cares about me. I have experienced that sense of being known, cared for, loved, corrected, encouraged, convicted of my sin, shown mercy. He has lifted me up. He has restored me. Do you know those different facets? Are those facets of the diamond of your relationship with Jesus? Are those real? 
Are those apparent? Are those alive in you? That's so critical. And so it's, it has to begin with that. If that itself is the, the first point of, of contention, that the first like, stumbling block to you talking about Jesus to your kids, then I do encourage you today, do it now, do it sometime today, do it when, I'm, when you're done listening. Talk to Jesus in a personal way yourself. Talk to Jesus in a way that, if you will, it, it, it's going to bring out into the open something that is hidden from the eyes of the world. It's there, and it, and it runs deep. It's deep inside of you. It, it, it runs deep into your thought life. It runs deep into your, your, your imagination, in your will, in your heart, in that personal core of your being. Bring that out into the open, right? And, and I'm using language that seems spatial and physical, but you know what I'm saying is don't hide it. Say it out loud. So, and by the way, you can say stuff out loud in a way that's interior. You know what I mean, because you have thoughts that you're, you're thinking in your head, but you never say them out loud. You can talk to the Lord inside yourself without anybody else hearing it. Hopefully that's what happens when you're in prayer in church. You're not saying stuff out loud, but inside yourself, you're talking to Jesus, okay? And I know I'm getting down into the, down into the details here, but I do so, I, I've been convicted by this book by Cardinal Ratzinger called The Divine Project, and it's about creation and how we human beings are this divine project of God. And, and one of the things he says about the nature of the church ecclesiology, the study of the church and how the teaching uh, of theologians and the popes in, in the 20th century on the church emphasized this reality of being in communion with Jesus Christ, that we're the mystical body of Christ, that the spirit of the living Lord lives in our souls and makes alive for us this relationship with Jesus. So I come away convicted, and what he said was, where the church is failing, where the church is not growing, we're not praying. We're not praying. If we're not praying, then we're not going to nurture that living, personal, intimate, profound, life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's why I'm talking about it today, is because it was what I was reading in my prayer time this morning. It was so convicting. Catholics need help learning how to talk to Jesus. We won't really talk about him well and when we talk to him. So what begins to break when we come back, I'm going to give you an example of this that you can cling on to, hold on to, uh, lean on, or, or just like listen and then put it in your own words in just a minute. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Welcome back to the program. Okay, this is Tom Curran. So I'm going to 
share with you, this is called discursive prayer. It's the first stage of prayer. It's, it's the kind of prayer that every person who grows in the, in the spiritual life begins with this kind of prayer. And the thing about growing in prayer is that you don't leave the, the earliest stages behind. You take them with you into the later stages. So says all of the great spiritual masters about the three ages and stages of the spiritual life, the, the purgative, the illuminative, the unitive, the discursive, meditative, and contemplative ways of prayer. The discursive is when we speak to the Lord. And so I'm going to speak to the Lord from my heart about things happening in my life. So this is, this is so important because this will help you when you speak in a personal way to Jesus about the things that are in your mind, on your mind, in your heart, on your heart, things that you feel deeply, things that are, are part of your day-to-day life, you will, you will grow in a personal relationship with Jesus. Why? Because as you consciously, intentionally address Jesus Christ in this prayer, and you are consciously, intentionally making an act of opening up an inner recess of your being to him and pouring yourself out to him, that act of prayer, you will come to know that you didn't just speak all of those words into the void. You didn't just undertake an imaginary exercise, but that there was one who was there who received what you shared. As you poured it out, you poured it into his hands and his open heart. You'll come to know that he was looking at you. He was gazing upon you with love. He had a loving concern for you. His arms of love were wrapped around you. The compassion, the care, the the the, the loving kindness of Jesus Christ will surround you and draw you into him. As you empty yourself out to him, he will come and enter into that place that was left empty behind. That's the dynamic. And, and you will sense the presence and the power of Jesus Christ in your heart and mind as he brings clarity to confusion He brings peace into areas of disturbance, as he brings joy into areas of dryness, as he brings life into places marked by death, as he brings freedom into places marked by being stuck, being bound up, as he brings Abba into a sense of chaotic nothingness. Daddy, that's what a relationship with Jesus Christ starts to do for your life. You begin to realize that all of those peaceful, beautiful benefits are because he's here. He is here. Jesus is really here with me. What I'm describing to you in these kind of existential terms, what I'm I'm laying out for you in, in this way, is the path of growing in a relationship with Jesus that comes alive, that gets ignited, that becomes more real. And so I'm going to give a testimony. I'm going to witness to that reality by praying in a way that just, that I just described. Instead of giving it in a, like a descriptive, abstract way, 
I'll make it an authentic prayer. I'm not just making up some words. Now I'm going to speak from my heart, okay? And again, I do this to give you an example, to give you a model, and just draw from it what makes sense to you. Just draw from it anything that makes sense to you, okay? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, I come before you right now, and I, I'm aware of your loving kindness to me. I am not always grateful for it, but I'm grateful for this moment to pray to you. I didn't expect it when I started this program, but I say yes to it and I receive it as a gift from you. Jesus, I, I ask you to bless all of these dear brothers and sisters of mine who are listening to this program at any moment. Years from now, they stumble upon this. Uh, whenever, whenever it is and whoever it is that hears this program, Jesus, I pray that each of them would, in a, in a way that's individualized, that's just for them, that you would come close to them even as you desire to come close to me right now, you, I just have the sense that what you want from me right now is to know that I'm not just trying to teach others how to pray, but that I'm responding to your call to me to allow you to love me in my places of need, in those places where I'm hurting. And so, Jesus, I say, please come in. Come into my life. Come into my family, each of my, I come into each of my kids' lives at, the, at those places of need that you know that I pray for every day. Bless Carrie and bless my marriage. Please watch over it and protect it, Jesus. Lay your hand upon her and give her every good gift that is in your heart for her. Bless each of my children, Mary Grace and Anne Marie and Mary Catherine and Ariana and John Mark and John Luke and Annalise and Luciana and Liliana. And as I call them to mind when I speak their names, you know my heart's desire for them. But I, I want to know how much more you want to bless them in their lives, in their vocations, and, and even bless them through me and through this prayer, through the prayers that I pray for them. So please give me even greater courage and boldness when I pray for my kids. Great, Give me greater uh, urgency, Jesus. Give me greater urgency to pray for my kids um, with a sense of, of uh, that mighty stewardship of protection. Give me that sense of connecting the, the small sacrifices that I get prompted to make during the day, that I would do it for them, for their good, for their sanctification, for their purification, for their well-being. And Jesus, bless my work, the, the work of my hands that, that you have given to me. Bless the time that I have to be on the radio. Please, I ask that you would truly touch the hearts and minds of every single person who listens to any of these programs and has listened to any of them ever. You see them all at once. You see them individually and with that infinite care you have for them. So Jesus, please use this moment in this prayer to pour forth blessings of peace. I really sense peace, that you want to bring peace into anxious hearts. Please establish peace in the borders of the hearts, lives, relationships, and families and homes. 
peace within those borders, Lord. Please, Jesus, come and come through any locked doors in the hearts of those that I'm praying for, that they would truly come to to see how you have power to get beyond those places in our lives where we've locked you out. Jesus, bless my work in real estate. I, I ask you to bless each of the people that I'm serving right now, the people whose houses that I'm um, listing, the people who are, are seeking to buy a home. Lord, you know how I pray for them every day. Every day, Lord. And, and for the people who will be buying these homes and for the homes that they will be buying, Lord, clear away the path, clear away the obstacles. St. Joseph, I do, you know how I turn to you, and I turn to you again. Be involved as a mighty intercessor for each and every one of these families that I'm serving. Please bless them, Lord, with the, with the perfect home. Um, wherever it is they're going or leaving, I just ask that you bless them. And Lord, bless that business. Bless, bless the work through which you provide for my family. Expand it. Extend it. I thank you for your mercy in bringing me people to serve. And I ask you, Lord, bring me more. Give me the grace to serve well the people that that are already there. And Lord, give me the grace to serve more. I look to you. Lord, you build my business. You build the opportunities that I have to serve people in real estate. You do it, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you take care of our finances. You take care of our health. You take care of our our kids' schooling and, and where they are around the world, Lord. Bless them. Bless Ariana in Africa. Bless her, Jesus, on her missionary work. And Jesus, I empty out my heart. I could go on and on, but I just, I empty my heart out to you. And I say, come in, please come in again. Please come in again and and take take your, your place on the throne of my heart in the center of my life. Please, I want to know you more deeply, more intimately. I want to know that you know me in a way that's more personal. I want that relationship, Lord, to be more life-giving in my regard. I want to be a more vibrant, fervent witness to you of who you are. And so, Jesus, please come in this time of prayer. Bless me with, with more times of prayer, more extensive times of prayer. Please help me never to allow prayer to be crowded out. Please give me the grace to never drive away opportunities to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for knocking on the door of this moment in this program. Thank you, Jesus, for knocking on the door of my life, my marriage, and my family. I let you in. I say, yes, come. Come and be bigger. Be bigger in my family. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray in a way that we can know that we are known by you more than we ever have before. And I make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, so as I, as I sit here, having prayed that, I just stand in awe of God for I do sense the presence of Jesus Christ. I just sense that, he, Jesus, you're here, and I thank you. 
I sense that as I, as I poured out, as I emptied out, he enters in. He, if you will, he unveils my mind and grants me the awareness of his holy presence. And as I prayed for peace, I, I sense peace in that time of prayer. And so what, what I witnessed to and what I'm experiencing is more than just a psychological exercise, an emotional exercise that has beneficial effects that are felt. No, this is, this is the reality of a living relationship with the holy God of the universe who came to live among us as a man, Jesus Christ. He revealed the Father to us. He poured forth his spirit into our hearts. And it's those most profound realities that come, come to be ignited, come to be experienced in our time of prayer. Okay, so if, I don't know how you experienced that time of prayer, that, that time of prayer. That was me simply trying to be honest I was honest. Everything I said I meant in that prayer. I was, I was open. I, uh, I tried to follow that sense of like good discretion about, okay, how much detail am I giving versus I don't want to just be so general that it comes across as a, a devotional prayer that isn't real. But no reason to get into too many personal <laughs> details. Thank goodness I didn't feel led into any kind of confessional <laughs> prayer. Um, but okay, come on. Can you see it? Do you get it? When you spend time talking to Jesus like that, even if you begin in a place of doubting or at least even wondering, does Jesus really hear me? Does he really see me? Does he really know what's going on in my life right now? Because if he did, I don't know why he's letting this kind of stuff happen. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time picking up that uh, that connection to him, because I say words that maybe they're not those words, but when I say words to Jesus, I don't come away with a sense of his presence like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you know what I say to you? Go back. Do it again. Do it again. Pray some more. Pray some more. Right? It's It's like running a distance race. You practice, you practice, you practice. You can run longer distances. You don't get as, uh, you don't get as uh, winded when you do that. You start building up a capacity. And then there's that day that happens where you, when you're running, you get in the flow. You just flow. And that beautiful sense of being in the flow is a human counterpart to the spiritual reality of praying. Say the same thing with uh, giving yourself over to some, any other athlete. Like I, I don't know if I've, I've ever really, maybe only a handful of times, got into the flow when I was running. But when I'm playing basketball, up and down, up and down, especially when I was younger, there was that sense of flow. Now there's a sense of can I go? <laughs> Growing in your relationship with Jesus is something that you'll talk about. Talking to, to your kids about Jesus is something that you will talk about when you take time to talk to Jesus. 
when you make a commitment to spend time daily nurturing that relationship with Jesus, when you make Him a commitment and you talk to Him about your desire to grow in that relationship with Him, you will, you will come to a deeper certainty and conviction of the reality of Jesus Christ in your life. Hey, welcome back to Sound Insight. It is great to be with you today. I just talked about this idea of you will know, you will grow in that sense of conviction, that sense of certainty that Jesus Christ, the living Lord, is he's, he's with you, right? He is with you when you're praying. It's going to grow in you. It's, it's that consciousness that John Paul II talks about, that language of awareness. Jesus said, with two or three gather together in my name, I am there in their midst. Do you, but are you aware that he is there? Or do you just take it in faith as if that's a blind reality with no existential component? Or are you sensitized to his holy presence? Okay, so, so that's the first and most important stage. We've got to get that stage right. If we get that stage right, then we can move on from there. So, okay, I'm done saying it. Last time. You will feel confident, you will feel competent, you will feel a desire and and a prompting to talk to your kids about Jesus when you talk to Jesus about your kids. Okay, you got it. Now, if I'm going to talk to my kids about Jesus, how do I do that? Well, in my home, we do this in several ways. The first way is by praying together as a family. And in praying together as a family, One of the really, really important things that we do is that we, Carrie and I, witness to our kids about our relationship with Jesus. So what you heard me say just a few minutes ago when I shared that prayer, that personal, hidden, private prayer that (laughs) was said on the radio, that that kind of praying in a much reduced form is something that Carrie and I do with our kids. That it's typically something that we do at the very beginning of our time of prayer, right? So we pray our family rosary, but we'll also say other prayers, and it begins with me saying a prayer that's personal. That's personal. And I, I, I have a, I mean, I'm aware that it, when because we're doing this every night, there's a tendency to, to come back to the same themes. So being aware of that, I want my kids to be kind of dialed in. So I will have that awareness that says, okay, make it new. You got to say something different. You got to say something that's relevant. You got to say something that's timely. Or you also say something, but then bring them in on it by giving them a chance to say prayers as well. So I'm teaching them how to talk to Jesus by, and talking to them about Jesus, by talking to Jesus about them right in front of them at the beginning of our family prayer. So I encourage you to do that. So that when your kids see you, when they're in your presence in a prayerful mode, as you talk to Jesus in a way that acknowledges that he's present, that he sees us, knows us, loves us, and he's here to move among us, and and we are here to glorify and bless him, 
and we have things that we want to ask from him, and there are things that we are grateful for that we want to express to him, that you do that out loud in front of your kids, your kids, it sinks in. It soaks in. And by the way, it's because it's not just a human thing, it's God's grace at work as well. The Spirit is stirring in them as they hear you bring out into the open witness as, as you make visible that relationship with Jesus. They, it washes over them, it soaks into them, it sows seeds into them. But because you want to teach them how to run that marathon of faith, you need to help them run a 40-yard sprint in the, in the context of family prayer. And so we will do something very, very simple. Talk to Jesus about something that you're grateful for and something that you would like to see him do. Some, some person you want to bless, right? And they know this, kids know this, something you'd like to see him do. And what we do not do is let them get away with, I pray for world peace and I pray for my basketball game tomorrow and I'm grateful for my basketball team. They don't just get to say words out loud, like that are just, boom, drop them on the table. No, it's, hey, hey, hold on. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. And it's not, Jesus, I'm grateful for my basketball team and I ask you to bless my game tomorrow. No, 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 no. What? specifically are you grateful for? Why are you grateful for something? And I'd say, up your game. Don't just settle for something that is like that. I mean, maybe you can get away with that once, but that can't become your regular prayer. And then what you'd like to see the Lord do, how you want to see the Lord bless, make that more personal as well. So we end up often praying for people in our lives who have asked us to pray for them, and we will then pray for, or the, my individual children will pray for, what it is they have a need for. It's often a health condition, a health situation. And so I have my kids learn how to talk to Jesus. And you know what? It's, it's like, again, learning to ride a bike. It's like learning to shoot a fall shot. It's like learning to do anything that requires a bit of skill. It takes some practice. It takes some teaching. It takes some training. It takes some modeling. It takes some accompanying. And oh, yes, it does. It takes the grace of God. It's grace builds on nature. It's a graced skill. It's a graced skill. And so the Lord works with our human efforts, and he blesses them. He advances them. He elevates them. And we even see that. Carrie and I see that. We see that God has gifted one or two of our kids with a grace of prayer a gifting, an anointing of prayer. And other kids, they're still struggling. They're struggling. They, they may have learned better to do the format that we're forming in them. But I also trust in the hidden work of God. I trust in the hidden way that the Lord is at work touching my kids' lives. I, I don't discount that. I don't consider that uh, as something imaginary or um, sort of blind hope. No. No, no, no. The Lord wants my kids to, to nurture and grow in a relationship with Him way more than I do. <laughs> and He knows intimately, 
down to the cellular level, the DNA level, the things that block my kids, that hold them back in their thought lives, in their words, in their deeds, in their omissions, uh, things that bind them up in their heart, things, the graces that they have, gifting they have that the Holy Spirit will set on fire, that will bless and expand and extend. He, he knows all of that. And so he's working with the time of prayer that my kids are giving him. And that's, that's, that's a fundamental component, is take advantage of your family prayer, which means take time to pray as a family. You've got to make it a commitment to pray as a family. And you've got to be practical. You've got to be pragmatic. You have to be like uh, planned. Right? You've, got to be, you've got to have a sense of being planful about this. Why? Oh, goodness, we were at a, a basketball game, for instance, and it got over late, and, or we were at this person's house, or this family's house, and it was, we're coming back late. Take advantage of the car ride home to do your family rosary. Yeah, so you're going to get in the rosary. Maybe the context isn't perfect, but no, no, no. You got the kids, they're locked in. They're, they're literally locked in and dialed in, and now's your chance. So you take advantage of the time that you're given because if we are not intentional and we are not like uh, vigilant, we'll find that prayer gets crowded out. Family prayer is going to get crowded out, especially if you've got a bunch of kiddos. And we only have five kids at home right now, but they are busy and their busyness takes them in different directions. And so we have to be on the alert to make sure that, oh, we better get prayer in at this time because it's not going to fit in at that time. So you Got to be practical about that. Speaking of which, be practical about next week. You've heard me say this before, but you don't want to stumble into Holy Thursday and say, well, what time's Mass and where is that again? And then where are we going to go to Good Friday service, the Stations of the Cross and the commemoration of the Lord's Supper and then uh, the, the Holy Friday service? And what about the Easter Vigil? Are you going on Easter Sunday? Where are we going to go to the Vigil, right? So all of these things, all of these things take some effort take some planning. Okay, next. What about the reality? Actually, you know what? I'm I'm actually up against a break. When we come back, I want to talk about other ways for us to talk about Jesus with our kids. I'll do that in a minute on Sound Insight. Welcome back to the program. It's great to be with you. I want to talk to kids about Jesus. That's the theme of today. I do want to say this. I mentioned earlier in the program that I pray for all the people that I serve in real estate. And I think you know I started to do that about a year and a half ago as a, as a mission, as a means of serving people of faith especially Catholics, who are trying to discern what's the best thing to do for our family or for folks who realize it's we're moving. It's time for us to move. We need to buy or sell. And I'm here to serve you. If I can be of service to you, and I do bring faith into this, but I also bring the 25 years of work that I've done serving business owners and uh, executives in growing their businesses to make uh, strategic decisions uh, when it comes to buying and selling companies, um, I've found that that's translated quite well and has helped me uh, serve very well folks that are uh, buying or selling a home. So if that's something that you'd be blessed by and could benefit from, uh, you know, reach out to me, connect with me. You can go to drtomcurran.com, Dr. D-R, 
drtomcurran.com. And there you can see, you'll see your videos with testimonials and stuff like that, but you can also connect with me. You can set up a time to reach out and say, hey, Tom, give me a call, or hey, I'd love to be able to jump on a Zoom meeting with you and discern what is the Lord asking of us? Or, you know what, we've made a decision. We want to buy or sell a house and we want to see if you're a good person to work with. I would love that. DrTomCurran.com. Okay, so talking to kids about Jesus goes beyond taking advantage of times of prayer to finding and making opportunities to communicate with our kids based on the circumstances and situations in their lives. That last part was the key here. I'm not just saying things like, oh, get them early in the morning or get them when um, uh, when you can have one-on-one time with them, right? Those are those are tactics and, and those are those are good things too. Right? I, nothing against being tactical. I'm talking about being strategic. I'm talking about finding that right path to navigate when it comes to helping our kids experience the relationship with Jesus that he desires to have for our kids' lives. And so I wanted to share with you three situations, three situations that your kids will almost always, really, almost really at any moment in their lives, be able to connect to one of these three. And the reason why I'm so confident that I can say something like that that's so bold, that at any moment in your kid's life journey, they're going to be able to connect to one of these three situations is because it's, well, the Catholic Church's teaching and spiritual theology about faith, hope, and love. That faith, hope, and love are the three modes, fundamental modes of relating to God. That God infuses into us, we don't generate faith, hope, and love on our own, He infuses into us, like a blood transfusion, he infuses into our lives faith, hope, and love at baptism. And when we act towards God, we are always acting towards God in one or more of these modes. By faith, we are trusting in him, believing in him. We have have that sense of... uh, placing ourselves into his hands. That's faith. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what that looks like. The second is we're hoping in God. We're having confidence in God. And that's when things are often in places of darkness, doubt, confusion, anxiety, fear, powerlessness. Those are our times when we are called upon to act out of hope, to express confidence in Jesus and in the promises that he's made to us. And then, of course, there's love. And love is that sense of turning to the Lord in the midst of what it is we're experiencing and expressing our joyful union with God, expressing the love that we are empowered to express. The Holy Spirit is given to us. The Holy Spirit is love in God. And as the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God's love is operating in our lives, we turn back to God with great acts of praise, adoration, 
worship, spontaneous acts of thanksgiving, so many things that manifest themselves in loving God. And so faith, hope, and love are not just three words that St. Paul thought of and expressed in 1 Corinthians. No, no, there is such profound theology here that is connected to our lives. And it's connected to the ways in which we can talk to our kids about Jesus. What am I saying here? I'm saying that Jesus is relevant to your kids' life situations and circumstances. Okay? He's relevant. Now, I, I, I don't mean that in a way that is sort of surfacy, in a way that is um, just sort of uh, tangential. What I mean is this, is that there's nothing that your kid is going through that Jesus can't be meaningfully, profoundly connected. That there's nothing that is happening in your kid's life where you don't have an entry point to say, you know, I, I want to I encourage you to turn to Jesus in this moment and, and then go from there. Okay, so in the short few minutes that remain, just remember, cling on to those faith, hope, and love. So faith is connected to these fundamental realities that were created by God and that in created by God, we are a gift. God, remember now, you're a gift from the Father to the Son. If you listen to the program yesterday, John Paul II's Theology of the Person, each person is a gift. Not just, you're not just a gift, not just you have gifts, you, a, you are a gift because all that you are, all that you have have come from God. You didn't generate yourself. And because you're unique, precious, one of a kind. God only created one of you in all of human history. You are that precious in his sight. And he, you will display something of God's creative beauty, truth, and goodness in your life just by being the person you are. You can speak those words to your kids and you can say, look, you hear me saying this, but I'm saying this to you because it's Jesus who can reveal to you those truths, that truth that you are a gift and that you are precious. He wants to reveal that to you. That is so important. I want you to know that. I don't want you just to know what you're supposed to do with your life. I want to know I want you to know in your deepest level who you are in his sight. And so I encourage you to turn to Jesus and ask him to reveal to you who you are in his sight. So um, just I encourage you with that. The, so that's just with regards to the, the acts of faith. The acts of hope, this, so the acts of faith are all about these times where it's really about creation. It's really about the fundamental realities of the world where we're asked to trust, to trust in God, to entrust ourselves to God. The second is hope. Hope is the, are those times in our kids' lives where they feel powerless, where they feel lost, where they feel stuck. And boy, that how often is that going to be the case? And they don't know what to do with their powerlessness. They don't know what to do with their incapacity. They don't know what to do when they're confused and dark and lost. That is such a special time and a moment for you to say, turn to Jesus. I'm praying for you. Please, I encourage you to find a way to open what's happening in your life to Jesus. Let him in. Watch what he'll do. Ask him to come and be present to you. That is so powerful. Do not doubt the power of that. And then the last one is situations that involve empowerment, being available to receive God's love and then to move in that love. 
And so those are times in your life, in your kid's life, where they are like feeling like their life is filled to overflowing, like life is so good. Life is so amazing. And um, or in those times where you feel and sense a need to pour out, to give of yourself, to to serve others sacrificially, even when it's not pleasant, but you do so out of love. When your kids are called into that format, into that kind of situation, that that's such a gift. Because you then, right then, right there, are given the opportunity to express that Jesus loves them and he wants to love others through them. Jesus loves them and he loves others through them. And so I do encourage you to talk to your kids about Jesus by not just saying general truths about the Lord, but rather there's nothing that they're going through. There's no circumstance, situation, relationship, reality that is part of their lives that falls outside of the relationship that Jesus intends to have with them and has equipped them to have with him. Whether they're being called upon to express their faith, to express their hope, or to express their love, they can draw close to Jesus who is drawing close to them in that circumstance. Parents, You have such a powerful and important stewardship in your life to help your kids grow in their relationship with Jesus. Pray for insight and courage to know what to do and how to do it. It is one, not the most important task, but it is one of the most important tasks that you have as a parent. God bless your day. Join me tomorrow for more Sound Insight.